this situation. He took a pinch in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. We used heart attack. Me. Managers on a major league baseball team don't make decisions. Credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over with the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor? The castration of the major league baseball managers. We know it. Ask me about my win. So Major League Baseball in lieu of a salary cap, which we know for years it's something the Players Association's never going to agree to. The owners have been pushing for it. It exists in all three of the other major sports. The luxury tax in baseball is created to be a soft salary cap. Its goal is to penalize or de-incentify teams for exceeding an arbitrary number in total payroll player salary. It's intended for competitive balance. We understand that there's a market issue in baseball, and part of it is because there is no salary cap. Teams can spend as much as they want if they want to, but the luxury tax in its threshold with the taxes that are added to it, the goal was to penalize the teams that went above and beyond it. It's a soft salary cap, but a way to, I don't know, try to, like I said, curtail the amount of teams uh, or money that teams decide to pay players. Keeps richer, non-cheap owners from signing, you know, all the free agents or paying all the top talent in the sport, right? And like I said, it taxes on a high number that's over the, the luxury tax threshold. So if you spend way more than what the arbitrary number is, then you're going to be taxed at a higher rate. Now, ways to manipulate it, you can't, and baseball has made sure that if, if players and teams were to come up with contracts that are way more years than the player was actually able to play, kind of like they did in hockey for a while. So you can't manipulate it by adding fake or unlikely years. But it was made clear within the last week that... The luxury tax and its threshold doesn't matter if you could convince a player to defer the majority of their contract. Now, you could talk about how it's right, it's within the rules. What's the sense in having a luxury tax in the first place? If the goal is to curtail the long-term amount of salaries that players are able to make, and it's to penalize the teams that decide to go above and beyond, whether it was the Dodgers and Shohei Otani or any other team that chose to sign a player, 10 years, $700 million should be $70 million a year per the agreement between the owners and the players association. But, like I said, manipulation that's in there, that's okay, that's legal, is just like saying it's okay for catchers to move the glove around to fool an umpire and to think a ball is a strike. Because there's no rule against it, it's not cheating. It's not cheating unless it's against the rules, right? And this is the stupid bullshit that we deal with baseball all the time. The selective ways that things can be manipulated that's okay, but the other stuff isn't. You know, steroids for years in baseball were just totally okay. No, Nobody went out there and said, use steroids, but Barry Bonds didn't hit 762 home runs with baseball turning a blind eye to it. You know, he didn't do it behind baseball's back. Roger Clemens didn't develop the career he had. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa didn't have the home run chase in 1998 
by accident. It wasn't something that, oh man, I didn't notice that this happened. They did it, and baseball was okay with it then. And now when it comes to its Hall of Fame, it wants to hold players back because of stuff they accuse them of doing without any legal way to prove it. You don't know that they did. You're just saying they did, and you want to hold them out of your Hall of Fame because you think your Hall of Fame is so much better. Baseball, now, you could state that they have the worst salary cap system in baseball, easiest to manipulate. And like I said, pay a player $700 million. I don't care if Shohei Otani's getting money from the Dodgers till he's 150 years old. He agreed to a contract that the Dodgers are going to pay him $700 million. And because it's okay to manipulate luxury tax numbers and implications with deferrals, that's not manipulating the salary cap at all. So once again, baseball embarrasses itself. And you still, you got this wild goose chase where you're trying to run this you know, $20 billion owner of the New York Mets out. God forbid Steve Cohen did this. And all of a sudden, you'd be talking about how, how how the Mets are bad for baseball and Steve Cohen's bad for baseball. But, you know, listen, the Dodgers look like geniuses, right? Because it's the catcher that jerked the glove so far over and there was a blind umpire that happened to be behind the plate and he called the pitch strike anyway. It's a joke. It's another bad look for baseball. You talk about Shohei Otani by himself being a great thing for baseball. Yeah, this looks stupid. And you... Tell me for any reason why this should be okay. Hey, it is. Whatever. You know, it's allowed. But if you signed a player to a 40-year contract and you know, wanted to uh, you know, keep the luxury tax number down, you know, that would be looked at, oh man, bad person trying to manipulate the luxury tax threshold in the count and and and, and the cap. It it's exactly what's being done by the Dodgers, right or wrong. Just call it out for what it is. That's all. And if the Dodgers are able to do that or other teams in Major League Baseball are doing that, and you know what? I hope it starts an epidemic. An epidemic why with other players are like, man, you know what? We'll give you so much more money if you just defer it. You could get record-breaking contracts. We could get billion-dollar contracts. We'll give them to different players. But just spread it over the course of the rest of your life. And see, and, and and I hope I hope every team does it. All players start to do it, and baseball can look like the embarrassment that it is in this particular situation and many others. When it comes to Draymond Green, my takes have been out there. Most people's takes have been out there. This is a guy obviously with some serious issues, but I'm going to make a case that Draymond Green is trying to get kicked out of the NBA. Draymond Green over the last couple of years has invested himself in his podcast. He's he, he's very much about what's going to be the next phase of his career. He's got the personality for it. He's got a voice. You hear him. You're like, man, you know what? I, I, I can listen to this guy speak. He's, he's a good conversation. He's got some good views when it comes to you know the world of sports and basketball. So when he's done playing basketball, he's he's got a career for himself. Maybe he's done. Maybe he just wants to get out of it now. Maybe he's tired of being tied to a contract by the Golden State Warriors. Maybe he doesn't want to ask for out because he really doesn't want to be traded. Maybe Draymond Green's issue is the fact that he simply does not want to play basketball anymore. That's what I want to throw out there. Because I don't think anybody's bringing that up. I don't think Draymond Green wants to play basketball anymore. So as we jump into today's 
version of Saving Sports History. Today is the 14th day of December 2023. So everything that I'm going to bring up that has happened on this day, 12-14. So we jump into DeLorean, crank it up to 88 miles an hour, and go into the year of 1920, where heavyweight champion Jack Dempsey KOs Bill Brennan in the 12th round to retain his heavyweight title. I bring this up most importantly because I just did or tried the best I could to quantify, maybe not by numbers, the top heavyweights of all time when it comes to boxing. Jack Dempsey, Evander Holyfield, just missing out on my top 10. All the way up until 1982, Marcel Dion, we're talking about hockey here, became the ninth player all time to get his 500th goal. Happened on this day in 1982. 1988, big day for the franchise of the Miami Heat. Congratulations to them. They finally won their first NBA game after 17 straight losses. And it makes me think of the 1962 Mets who, what, you know, waited till what, their, their 10th game? I think lost their first nine until Jay Hook got the first Mets win. You know, tough time for the Heat too. Obviously, they've rebounded. And they've won themselves, what, three NBA championships. Good for them. 1997, going back to the sport of professional hockey, Mike Gartner becomes the seventh player, I'm sorry, the fifth player, to achieve 700 goals in his career. So at that point, five players, 700 goals in their career in the National Hockey League. Uh, 2021, Steph Curry, Draymond Green's teammate, who I'm sure is as exacerbated as anybody and flabbergasted, like, what the hell am I going to do with this guy? Uh, I'm telling you, Draymond Green doesn't want to play basketball anymore. And he's just going to keep doing this until he gets thrown out of the sport. Steph Curry recorded three-pointer number 2,974, which at this point broke the all-time record set by Ray Allen. If you want to know how many three-pointers Steph Curry has in his career right now, it's 3,496, obviously well above the all-time record. Um, 19-1, Henry Carchet was born, a tennis player, seven-time Grand Slam winner, born on this day in 1931. 1939, Ernie Davis, who was the first African-American to ever win the Heisman Trophy. He was born on this day in 1939. Taken in the NFL draft number one overall by the Washington Redskins and was subsequently traded to the Cleveland Browns. Sadly, he got leukemia not that far after and died at the age of 23 before he had a chance to play in his first NFL game. 1965 Baseball Hall of Fame infielder slash catcher slash outfielder Craig Biggio was born on his day. 1979, the Head football coach of the San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, was born. And 1997, wide receiver of the Seattle Seahawks, D.K. Metcalf, was born. On this day in 1920, we lost George Gipp. George Gipp died at the age of 25 from strep throat. There's one of the most famous speeches that was ever given out there called Win One for the Gipper. And we lost George Gipp on this day in 1920, exactly 103 years ago. 1980, Baseball Hall of Famer and dominant Major League catcher for the Yankees and a little bit for the Red Sox, Elston Howard, passed away. 1985, another longtime Yankee and Yankee icon, Roger Maris, passed away you know, at the very young age, I believe, of like 51 
was uh, very sad. He died very, um, obviously, uh, at, at a very young age. 61 home runs was the all-time home run record up until Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa broke it in 1998. Of course, uh, since then, Barry Bonds is the all-time single-season home run leader. And obviously, his 61 home runs that were a record for most hit in the American League was recently surpassed by Aaron Judge. This is the Passball Show brought to you by JohnPaley.com by St. Aloysius Church in Jackson, New Jersey by Two Ways, One Passion Food Truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. If you're interested in hearing me flap my yap mouth or if you want to check some of my YouTube shorts of uh, greatest of all time top 10, feel free to check that out on YouTube. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. Like I said, videos on YouTube. We'll be back with you soon. God bless you. And as always, I'll see you on the other side. He didn't do anything wrong in this situation. He took a pitch in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. Heart attack. We used heart attack. Me. Managers on a major league baseball team don't make decisions. Credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over with the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor? The castration of the Major League Baseball managers, we know it. Ask me about my winner. Chris Bryant was on the Chicago Cubs roster opening day. I have many leather-bound books. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. Why don't you give it all or a majority of it to the team that wins the freaking World Series? I was going to listen to that, but then I just carried on living my life. Now they come out as the biggest Major League Baseball manager apologist. That'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Because hitters are going out there saying, I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm going to strike out. And if I don't get a pitch that I feel like I can drive out of the park. Not even supposed to be here today. Especially prospect whores and hoarders are going to be a little pissed off at me when I say this. There are only two managers in baseball's Hall of Fame who have losing records. One of them is the iconic Connie Mack, who you could say, in spite of winning five World Series championships as a manager, could be in as much as a pioneer. And what side of the spectrum they're on? Were they pitching? Were they batting? If your favorite team was pitching and a ball got inside and hit a batter, there's no way it could have been on purpose. But if you were a fan of the team that was batting and a ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100%, unequivocally, that pitcher was throwing at him. 